0: Welcome to The Michael Wall Show. Hey, today I wanna talk about an important conversation that you gotta be thinking about. It's definitely something that every single person that is listening to this right now has experienced in their life. And what it is, is the idea that you have been created or really built with a financial blueprint. It's the way you see money, it's the way you see the world. And I believe it can sometimes be one of the greatest limiting factors to your own success. So I want to take a few minutes and unpack it for you today, on the Michael Walsh. All right, your financial blueprint. So we all probably, or if you haven't, you will now, right? Have heard in some capacity of a blueprint. Obviously, a blueprint is what you take a look at to build a structure, uh, or or it's a, it's a start of something where you're going to build or or design or create, right? An architect wants to see the blueprints for your home. The architect wants to be in a place where they're saying, hey, here's what this is going to look like. Let's tweak it and design it and room size and roofs and, and all of these things, engineering and structural, to make sure that when you actually build the product and when you actually build the home, that it does what you want it to do and it looks the way you want it to look. But what you may not realize is that you have actually been given, right, whether you want it to be given or not, a financial blueprint. Now, the financial blueprint is simply the idea of just the way you see money. You may say, Mike, well, you know, I, I'm, I feel very free when it comes to money, or money's not really that important to me, or whatever else your answers may be when you hear that. But at the end of the day, what is so crucial is understanding your blueprint, because I really believe that if we really look at life from the perspective of using the gifts and abilities that God has given us, And saying, okay, if I really believe that I'm on this earth for a reason, if I really believe that there is a specific purpose for me here, then I want to make sure that I'm as free as I possibly can be walking through every aspect of life, not only physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. I want to be free. And I hope you want that for your life. That's one of the reasons I just felt compelled to take a few moments and and talk about this, because quite honestly, this is a little bit of a journey, a little bit of a journey that I've had to kind of work through myself in some capacity. So I want to share some of the things and some of the revelations that I have had along the way that I believe if you implement or think through will actually help you on your freedom journey in all aspects of your life as well. So let's talk about how your blueprint kind of starts, right? Uh, now, obviously, when you build a home, and I'm using this as an example because most people are familiar with that. When you build a home, a lot of times, depending on where you are uh, or the architect that you have, whether or not he's old school or not or she's old school or not, they're going to take a pencil and paper and you know, start drawing and write things down, et cetera. Or you know, they'll go ahead and start with a computer and start designing there. Depending on the structure, they're, they're starting small, Or maybe there's an idea or an example that they'll use to start with, and then they'll start to build out from there. And then as you continue to go, you tweak and change and shift and change, and there's a lot of input along the way. In particular, there's input from the person that wants the home to be built, right? Because they're saying, well, I'd like this room to be this size, or I'd like my study to look like this, or I'd like, you know, my fireplace to be here or the upstairs to be of this size or whatever. And so there's a lot of input from the one that is getting the home built with the architect to share their desires as far as what they want. Now, when it comes to your financial blueprint, what's happened to you is when you were younger, right? Whether you grew up in a um, back in the day a normal home, which consisted of a father and a mother, and uh, both were there, and oftentimes years ago the fathers worked and the mother stayed at home. As time progressed, fathers worked and mothers worked. Then there's then there's split homes, right? Where maybe you grew up with just a father, or maybe you grew up with just a mother. Uh, Or maybe you had a stepmother or a stepfather. I don't know what your story was. And then obviously have your grandparents, right? Regular grandparents, step-grandparents. I mean, there's so many (laughs) layers of family that could have connected and poured into your blueprint in your life. But there were certain people, and then maybe even friends, by the way, parents of friends. There were certain people in your life that were influential in your life at a young age. Definitely your parents. Definitely the people that were Uh, In a place where they were helping to raise you, whether they did a great job or or a uh, not so great job in your mind, really for this conversation is not totally relevant other than the fact that they have poured into you details that help you think about your financial blueprint. And you may have said, well, you know, Mike, in my life, I've made an effort to really break from some of the ways that my family thought and I want to do things differently and I want to think differently and I want to live differently and I want to be different myself. Well, I think that's commendable, hopefully, if you're in a place where you're looking to improve and grow. But what I got to tell you is, is that there are still elements of that blueprint that has stuck with you, and you may not even necessarily know it. Because oftentimes when you're younger in life, and you're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, etc., you're kind of starting to grow, you're starting to make a little bit of money, and you're starting to get to spend your own money and maybe make mistakes or good decisions, And you start to get to experience a little bit about, okay, this is what I want to do with my money as it grows. But then as more money comes, you can kind of get lazy in the process and maybe not be as disciplined as you were and all of those sorts of things. And then your blueprint can really start to hinder your mindset. So as you're younger, you're in a place where you're being instilled things about money. What do I mean by that? Well, Let's say, for example, you were in a place where you were driving in the car with your parents, and you had, a. depending on where you lived, whether it was a small town or a big town, you had a Ferrari that passed by or, or pulled up next to you at a stoplight, and maybe you were in a place where you were like, wow, look at that car. That is so cool. I love that car, and your parents, maybe because they had an inferiority complex or maybe because they felt um, you know, not as successful as they thought they should be in life or- whatever, they said, well, you know, yeah, but remember, money's not everything. I mean, you know, yeah, it's not a nice car, but in other words, they went out of their way to kind of talk it down. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that whatever. And by the way, having a Ferrari is not the end of the world, right? It's not like, wow, now you've hit the pinnacle. That's not the point here. The point is they did their best or made the effort, and maybe sometimes unknowingly, because they grew up with a blueprint as well, where they actually started to talk down in your mind, the importance of striving monetarily in life. Now, again, money's not everything. I love what Zig says. Money is not the most important thing in the world, but it is reasonably close to oxygen. <laughs> when you need it, you really do need it. It's kind of like a library card in life. We need it. The more of it we have, the more we can help others, the more we can live a life that's maybe a little bit more comfortable, help others along the way, and really help those in need in, in, in a big way. So there's nothing wrong with striving towards it. You know, we even heard it said before that money is the root of all evil. It's not. No, no, no. It's the love of money. That is the root of all evil. So that's important to understand because that's been taken out of context many, many times over the years. So here you are in the car as as a young person and your parents are saying, well, you know, whatever talking it down like it's not that big of a deal and yet you in your own mind and your spirit and internally you're like yeah but that's a really cool car and I re- that's amazing I- I'd love to have one of those someday whatever it may be or maybe you were driving down the street and um, you know there was always some kind of an excuse when you went to the to the neighborhood that was the nicer end of town or maybe you saw somebody on TV that you know had a lot of money or they were in a situation where they They um, supported or gave a lot of money somewhere. And, you know, maybe your parents are like, well, it must be nice. I guess if you have a lot of money like that, you can do that. Or it's easy for them. Or, you know, they must have done something shady to get there. Or, you know, whatever some of those comments that came out to kind of throw a dart or shoot an arrow at those with more. Now, oftentimes you need to understand the reason that happens. Not always. But oftentimes the reason that that happens and the reason that people will look to put others down that are doing financially better than themselves is because they actually feel inferior themselves. Now, if you're listening to this and you've done that in the past, you might say, I don't agree with that, Mike. Well, I got I to say that oftentimes the person that picks on someone else is the person that literally ha- has a complex themselves, an inferiority complex themselves. And that's why they react like that. The bigger person can actually say, you know, good for them. Wow, isn't that? Look at look at that. They worked so hard. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they did for a living, but they must have worked so hard that they literally were able financially to buy that. Now, whether you think it's important to have a car like that or a home like that or trips like that, vacations like that, really is irrelevant. But what is relevant is now the positioning from the parents are more in a place of saying, wow, that's really cool, instead of trying to always feel like you have to put a governor or a regulator on your kids, right, or you had that experience, always feeling like anything that you wanted to kind of reach outside the box or reach for the stars or go just a little higher financially was repressed or almost talked down. Now, I know many of you, as you're listening to this, you've had – some type of experience like that in your life. And I don't want to say that it's completely your parents' fault because they had a blueprint from when they were young as well, but I want you to I want you to take a minute and I want you to just think about that. Because now in your own mind, whether it's watching somebody on social social media, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, you know, whatever it may be, you're watching people influencers and maybe you have the mindset that's like, man, that must be really nice. Or, geez, I don't know, they must be, or they, I'm not sure. Or You know, in other words, you're talking to other people, your friends, about people that have a greater level of success, financially, business-wise, whatever, than you do. And your course of conversation about those people that are more successful is negative and trying to tear down or kind of put them in their own little place or their own little box. That all comes from your financial blueprint. And you might say, well, Mike, I'm not really hurting anybody. I'm just I'm just sharing thoughts and whatever. And I don't want I don't want my mindset to be so focused on those financial things and all of that. I get that. But what's happening is, is you're literally training yourself and those around you to think that it's okay to be that way instead of encouraging, instead of uplifting, instead of saying, wait a minute. You know what? Why do I really think that way? Why does, why does my first response when I see someone that's successful, why is my first response to try and put them down? It's probably because you have now adopted a little bit of this blueprint and you have an element and feeling of inferior. Inferiority, I guess is the better word. Now I know when you're listening to this, it's, it's a little bit hard to swallow. This is not like, hey, you know, this is wonderful information and I just want to encourage you right now. I, I'm sharing stuff that's real. And that's hard to swallow. But I, I want to share it because I believe that if you really listen to this and you really understand this and you really embrace this, it'll actually cause you to grow out of that box in that cage that you are allowing yourself to be in and you'll start to become free. And what'll happen is, is the opportunities that you once thought, you know, it seems like a neat thing, but it probably won't work out for me because stuff doesn't work out for me. That's typically the. You'll start to move past that thinking and you actually start to look into much more of an open space. And say, wait a minute, you know, this has come across my path. Maybe there's something really exciting for me to do here. And maybe it might take some time for that to evolve into what you thought it could be. Maybe it takes six months or a year or two years or three years. But guess what? Because you've been released financially from that old blueprint, you will continue to see what's possible. And when you continue to see what's possible, your mind will literally, on purpose, uh, move towards your most predominant thought, which is the idea that I believe that this is possible. And if you're living under that blueprint, your mind won't go there. Which means you'll be less creative. You'll be less aggressive. You'll be less um dialed in you'll be less desirous of staying the course you'll you'll more want to quit and just kind of do what's mediocre but those that have broken free from this blueprint will say wait a minute No, no no yes i know it may not take uh i know this may take a little longer than i anticipated but it's worth it because i believe that i am fearfully and wonderfully made and i believe that i can do anything that god has called me to do philippians 4 13 says i can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, you know, money in a lot of ways in our society has been a form of imprisonment for many people because their focus is so dialed in to money and what it's all about and what it can do for them or what it can't do for them or why they don't have it or why someone else has it or the opportunities that they don't have or they wish they had or whatever it may be, and yet... Yes, money's important. It's a tool. It gives you access. Listen, I'm here to tell you, I've vacationed at the Ritz-Carlton in four seasons, and I've vacationed, or let me say slept, <laughs> at the Days Inn, and there's nothing wrong with the Days Inn, by the way. But I can tell you all day long, if I could go stay at the Ritz, I'll do that, because the service is better and the rooms are better, et cetera. Does that mean this is better or that's worse? No. It just means that we're in a place where there's nothing wrong with those things. Now, if that is your only focus in life and that's all you care about in life, then you, my friend, have problems. you you got a problem of saying you are focusing too much on what money looks like and should be and trying to grasp and go after more of something that, quite honestly, you just cannot ever get your hands wrapped around because there will never be enough. You will never have enough. But the key that I want to challenge you here in is really breaking through that blueprint. So let me give you a couple practical things, okay? The next time you drive down the street and you see a fancy car, I want you to ask yourself, and really actually more than just ask yourself, try and be aware. That's really what I want to get you to, uh, to think about. Try and be aware of where your mind goes. What do you think about? Like, is it like, oh, geez, that's... No, they must. Oh, I'll never have I'll never have something like that in my life. Or I'll. again, not that you want to go buy a Ferrari. I'm not saying that. But does your mind go there? Because if it does, you're in you're living in a little bit of a repressive mindset. Or does it go to the positive of like, wow, that is such a that's such a neat piece of art, right? Isn't that neat? Well, look how they design that. Isn't that cool that that guy's able to drive that or that, that woman's able to have that? That's the first thing. Check your mindset when you get around wealth that's greater than yours. Number two, how do you respond when other people are successful in it, including your friends? You may say, well, no, I really cheer my friends on. I really, really do. But then when your head hits the pillow at night. What do you think about? Is there jealousy that comes out? Oh, I can't believe I mean, why does everything good happen to them? I mean, it seems like I always get the short end of the stick. I put all this work in. I put all this effort in. I do all these things. And yet they seem to do nothing and doors open for them. And me, poor little old me, plum disease in full force, I don't get those same opportunities. I got to tell you, that comes from your financial blueprint. You got to work on getting that out of your system. You got to work on changing the thought in relation to that. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when you have those thoughts of jealousy or or whatever coming to them, here's a quick challenge. Pray for that person. Pray blessing on their life. God, I just pray you would bless John or Sally or Jessica or Jimmy or Michael or whoever. Pray for them. And look, way, look for ways to encourage them and uplift them. And I guarantee you that if you start to do that, it'll change that blueprint when you see others have success. And you know what ultimately what will happen is you'll have less anxiety and pressure and fear and worry, and you will start to live your life freer. It's a wonderful thing. So listen, this is kind of a little bit of a challenging message to listen to. So thanks for dialing in if you stayed with me the whole show. And I want to encourage you to go back and listen to this again, again and again and again, because this is something that you really want to internalize. Again, this was a journey that I had to work through. I grew up in a small town um, and, and, you know, we, our family did well, but it wasn't crazy, hardworking, all that stuff. And I was in a place where I started my business years ago in the financial world, sold books door to door, had to work through mentally a lot of things. And I can tell you now that I am not slave to financial things. And by the way, I don't sit in a place where I say, I got to go by this or I got to go by that. I'm more led by where is the need and where can we get involved? Where are some of the kids and children and, and people that are in slavery and all of these other things that we can get get involved with and be be helpful or, or be be part of uh, creating a solution for? In fact, Go Live With Purpose is a nonprofit we're launching, and at some point in time, we're going to talk about you being part of the Purpose Army and joining us in the process of helping people around the country and in the world, for that matter, find their purpose. But I had to work through all of that, and I believe the financial blueprint that you have been uh, given has to be broken and redesigned, just like if you would go buy a house that was built 50 years ago, and you're like, okay, this is a great house, but we want to build something different so you got to go to the architect and you got to redesign and blow out some walls and tear off the roof and put new plumbing and electrical and all kinds of stuff in and add to and then finally you get this new house and how did that happen well because you had to actually do some deconstruction with what was already there so this is a process and i want to challenge you to join me on the journey that i went through in your own life and do the same thing because I. I promise you, you'll become freer when you come out the other side. Hey, listen, take a minute and share this show on your cell phone with someone that needs to hear it, whether you're listening on YouTube or uh, podcast, whatever podcast app you like. And as always, my desire is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Be blessed. We'll talk to you next show.